podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All four back on the call. It's it's this is this is what happens when we beat when we beat England for shit. We 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 come back together. Yeah, what is it? up, y'all. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a non-lottery version of the Touchline Media Group because we make our own luck, damn it. Um, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. Yes, he is actually here. Um, he is not hanging out with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore's ghost. Wait, is Demi Moore alive? Yes, Patrick Swayze is the ghost. I was talking about real life and you decided to get weird about it. No, in the movie. I, I got it. I got it. But also Patrick Swayze is dead. I made a Betty White joke the other day at work because I thought she was still alive. Whoops. Oh, that one made like front page news. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by nobody because who would sponsor this? But if somebody <laughs> did, it would probably be uh, Paramount Plus, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air Sides put in. Um, we are joined today by actually the whole group, the whole crew back in action. Uh, ben, uh, how are you doing? I'm pretty well. Let's, I don't really want to talk about lotteries ever. So let's talk about recruiting. <laughs> uh, see, actually, you know what? Um, that's that's a good point. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Kevy Case uh, showing up in, in only the finest attire right now. I understand this is a <laughs> visual medium, but why don't you uh, describe for the folks at home? Kev, what 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 we're wearing here? Would, would we call it Trailer Park Boys chic? Uh, I was going to say, close your eyes and think about Kid Rock or what Eminem would be wearing right now, and that's about how I'm dressed. <laughs> so that's typically who you want to be. Yeah, that's typically who you want to be associated with. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we're going to talk recruiting today and not uh, lotteries because we are all capitalists. We are not socialists. We believe that uh, whoever is best at what they do should 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 reap the benefits of what they get. That is how capitalism works. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the big news coming out of today is that uh, Hoffenheim will not be uh, renewing Justin Che's uh, <laughs> loan. Um, he's going to come back to Dallas. So I assume that's where we want to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the only thing we had on the agenda. Okay. So Falar and Balligan. Um, Huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, so I, I guess, like, we should start with, like, does does this change things? Like, are we are we now yes. in a different spot than we were? Because, right. like, the ceiling of American soccer in the modern era has been get blown out in the round of 16. Does this change that? So I need to make a confession. I have never seen this person play soccer. I mean, okay. beyond random highlights on Twitter. The extent of my knowledge is he's a Arsenal product. He's 21 years old and he's got 20, what, 20 goals in Liga. So, like, he's got a better pedigree than any striker we've ever had. So, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. 21. And he's 20. Like, he's on the timeline, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's right in the sweet spot of like if 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 like Musa and Scally like are the youngins bookending this generation, and like McKenny Polisic are like the old guys, air quotes, ten more than a decade younger than me, old guys. Oh, yeah, he's right smack dab in the middle of what we need. He's what he's he's twenty one. Yeah. Um. So all I want to say about this is that if we were good, gonna go one for two. Um, on current French strikers who were happened to be born in New York. Um, we didn't get the better one, but we did get the younger one. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that we got one out of the two, I feel really good about. Had we gotten both, those are great, hall, like Hall of Fame numbers, five hundred Hall of Fame number, five hundred right. on random dudes who happen to be born in New York and I'm are just currently killing it in France. Waiting for the Daily Mail or the Sun or something to come out with the headline Harry Kane costs England Fuller and Balogun. <laughs> I, I, I didn't forget, but thank you for reminding me that yeah, Jonathan David is, is from New York. Yeah, Alfonso Davies is from Brooklyn. I, I know. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's the other part of that. Is that right? Yeah. Alfonso Davies was born in Brooklyn. Oh. And then just grew up. I did not know that. Yeah, he grew up in Edmonton and then got swooped up by the Vancouver Academy. Yeah. Something like that. Um, But yeah, had had we been more on top of recruiting at an earlier uh, time frame, um, yeah. How do you beat Uh, England, Italy, and the Netherlands and lose to Canada? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess it's like, it's sort of like... um, you know, occasionally, like a, a four star that you want ends up at like Cincinnati or uh, or or uh, I don't know SMU, and you're like, ah, really? What the hell? Like, why would you do that? And then you're like, oh, because they put all of the chips in the table, <laughs> and I think I think Canada was like, I really thought the Rayola kid might end up at Nebraska, but I guess I guess not. Uh, so. That's Dominic Rayola's son. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but he went if, to that, you know. If Nebraska was ever going to be relevant again, this was their chance, and they screwed it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, although, like, to, to be fair to Nebraska, um, they did everything they were supposed to do, and they still screwed it up. Like, yeah. they're done. And whatnot. Yeah, they did everything they were supposed to do. Um, also, they hired Scott Frost, and that didn't go anywhere. So, you know. And... Um, so, yeah. So, I think, like, in terms of, in terms of Balligan um specifically obviously the difference that we have now is that like now instead of one of a number of like b minus options we have a dude who we can just like sort of slot in at the nine so the depth chart is now balligan happy sergeant Uh, i I was gonna say balligan pick a name out of a hat for two through seven but yeah yeah. i i I mean i think peppy is prior to balligan committing i think that peppy was it's not like my first choice first choice striker but like i think that he was in his own tier above the sergeant jesus dk p fock haji right he's your like high upside three star that you hope who is your first choice first choice oh well well no i'm saying now that we have balligan no when i say it wasn't it's not a enthusiastic first choice is just like okay here's like here's who our first choice strikers and granted he's had a nice little season for a very bad team in the air division and he's 19 years old like happy 
yeah, Peppy, Peppy prior to Balligan was like, okay, all right. And, and look, I'm a Michigan state fan. I've done this. It's young player playing early who looks like maybe one day he can turn into something. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, where have I heard that before? Uh, really need him to turn into something. And if he does great, and if he doesn't, we're screwed. Um, and like the reason why Michigan state was successful under D'Antonio is that happened more often than not. The reason that right. Michigan state is not successful under Mel Tucker it's not really happening well, all that much. <laughs> when when your team is taking swings on three stars and hoping they turn into something, it's okay if you're just like, it would be great if he turns into something. It's not as great as if you're like, we are so screwed if this lottery <laughs> ticket doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, so lottery. We're hopefully moving out of that territory at striker. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is a this is a, I don't want to overstate this. Um, it's not Killian Mbappe. But like this is this is like a, a high four star as far as I'm concerned, right? Like Yeah. I mean it's a legit productivity in a legit league. I mean, the um I think it was like TSS I was listening to earlier, and they were trying to think of um any US striker that's ever had a as much success as Balogun has had in as high of a profile league ever. And other than the the weird AZ years for Josie. That's it. We've never have really ever had a nine. Like even I yeah. guess McBride at his peak like wasn't scoring goals like this. So I mean, Dempsey scored close to twenty that one year with Fulham, but he was never a real striker. Right. right. He's he's much more of like a ten. Yeah. Whereas well, yeah. back whereas, then in the old days of the four four two, he was like you know the the second, second striker. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, Balligan. I think like you look at Balligan, you're like. We don't we don't have anybody like this. We don't have anybody who can do the things that he can do. Um, he doesn't play the way that Greg Berhalter wants a nine to play. Luckily, uh, Greg Berhalter is not in charge. Um, and it appears for now. For now. Um, I, I I do want to ask a question though, and I bring up Berhalter intentionally. Like, who gets this recruiting win? Is is Anthony Hudson like Tim Way sort of I, I was thinking you just Moose actually does. Yes, I think the random group of cool twenty-one-year-olds yes. <laughs> kind of outvoted Anthony Hudson there. Yeah, yeah. like come hang out with us, bro. Like, like this was this was a uh, an official visit win, not a uh, putting in yes. the time on the trail win. It was like a we're gonna have a good time in Orlando yeah. at a strip club. He'll be gone soon. This is a Miami in the eighties win. They well, took him to I, one club, and he's like, "I'm in." Yeah, <laughs> they, the, that photo is still uh, one of the, my favorites. I think the uh, "Here to Chase" tail, where it's it's super weird, and and like I, I think because all of us like I, I don't know that we all came up through college football, but all of us like we're very very comfortable with college football shit. Like the fact that a random diner with "Here to Chase" tail in the background was integral to a recruiting win is like doesn't feel that weird. Like it's no. like. You're 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 telling me that no player has ever committed to Michigan State at 3 a.m. after Rick's. Come on, right? <laughs> like like that's happened. So I'm watching just a random compilation of his highlights right now on Twitter. Can somebody tell me, like anybody, what kind of striker is he? Is he like a complete guy? Is he more of like a hold up guy? Is he more of a combination type? So anybody got my, anything? Yeah. So my understanding, I, I reached out to uh to our friends over at Touchy Gooners. 
Um, they are not in the mood for banter these days, and nobody <laughs> responded. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, in, in the chat, uh, the I think the only response I got was from a non-Arsenal fan saying, they're not going to respond, they're celebrating second place. Um, <laughs> they're not doing great these days, but... Um, but they so so basically the the scouting report I got was like he's a fast run in behind type. Um, he's not he's not a hold up guy. He's not a uh, technical combined one two. He's a hang out on the back shoulder and run past people. He is um, um, Charlie Davies. <laughs> sure, but sure. Like the uh, the Elon Musk version of uh, Charlie Davies. Oh. That's interesting. So your your Arsenal, your sour Arsenal f- fans are giving a, a probably a less favorable review of him compared to some of the other commentary that I've heard is that he is pretty complete. Um, one of the, the podcasters I was listening to said that he's almost like a Benzema light. Which I mean, that's like a ridiculous. Okay, I, I think that that goes the yeah, other way. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it, well, and not not that he's anywhere near his level, but that there is more that to style his game of play. Like, yes, it, I don't think he's gonna be like Harry Kane dropping in and like really dishing and dealing like that. But I, I think there's a bit more to him than just hang out and and hope that someone slips you in behind. So if that's all that we wanted from our nine. Like Tim Way has been on this roster the whole time. Like that could it could have been Way's <laughs> right. job the whole. The whole cycle, we could have had Tim Weah just like bending runs and and just getting ready to go. I mean, I maybe it doesn't matter now, but the fact that we never have seen Tim Weah in at, at striker for the U.S. is criminal, especially I mean, with the. I, what 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 would what odds would you have needed, uh, coming off of that U twenty World Cup, that he would feature as a fullback before he featured as a striker. Like what kind of odds would you have needed to bet? No, astronomical. astronomical. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that if we get something close to a complete-ish striker, um, then like I I don't I don't want to overstate what we're doing here, but um, our biggest issue outside of outside of sort of depth has been the fact that like our strikers are a series of dudes who are not very good at some of the things they need to be good at. Like Josh Sargent, awesome striker at all things other than scoring goals, which feels important. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at all that some, feeling. <laughs> somebody pulled up like an FB ref um, scouting report on him. He generates getting close to four shots a game for himself per 90. Like, so for 90 minutes, he, Averages three point five six shots on uh, well, I guess not necessarily on goal, but hopefully in the neighborhood. Hopefully in the neighborhood, it just says total shots. Yeah, for the, for the future of the team. Yes, hopefully so, in the general vicinity. They, they were saying like he he generates a lot of xg, which is like a super scary thing to say given our like Jesus <laughs> Ferreira like adventures. <laughs> but it, it sounds like he's a guy who's just good at at finding. I don't know. This is all like total conjecture. Like who oh, who knows. Sh- Shit. Uh, so so okay. So hold on. This is important because I'm about to I'm about to lose this. Um, I just uh, I just like you know how like on certain sites you can only read for a certain amount of time before it like blacks you out. Yeah. Um, I'm on like an Opta analyst, whatever. Like and the, like I saw it for like half a second. And apparently Reams Reams Reams. I don't know. It's French. Reams. Yeah. Oh. 
the fighting Tim Reams. That isn't really there. Yeah, that's their name from now on. The fighting Tim Reams. Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I got a lot of groans, but I feel okay with that. Uh, they are the fastest and most direct like team in France, which means that Jesse Marsh is is salivating at the yeah. idea. It's just like let's just go fast, <laughs> which is exact opposite of Berhalter Ball. Uh, <laughs> calm it down, guys. Let's settle down. No, nope. we have like. <laughs> I feel like the MMA or, like, if you played Aronson in the middle, like, great. But I feel like Polisic and Reyna are, like, terrible Marsh wingers. <laughs> yeah. Why Gio's going to be like, wait, 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 wait. You want me to do what now? Yeah. No. Geo, Geo, Geo under, under Marsh is just going to be like, okay, so I'm an eight. And I might even be a six without the defense. I'm just going to hang out in the Mike Bradley territory. He's going to be like the uh, Raquel May. He never really leaves the center circle. Just kind (laughs) of. Well, like, I mean, like, what if, what if what we did was like, we, you know, that, like, that, that, uh, what what are they, Regista six, but we just made Reina do it because we know that he's not going to, he's not going to play fast. Like, sure. Why not? I just have a really bad feeling about Gio Reyna's career right now. And I don't like it's, that feeling. It, it's not a great moment for him. Um, like he barely gets on for yeah. Dortmund. These Although days. he scores a shit ton. I guess. And then like the entire team ignores him. Well, I mean, he's an asshole. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I, I mean, allegedly. I don't, I don't want to overreact. Uh, I think we it was like the 94th minute of a blowout. So like, fine. But still, like team couldn't really care less that you scored, man. Yeah. Um, so a nice thing, just talking about XG, uh, he is underperforming his XG. Mm-hmm. Um, like while, while putting in like a golden boot challenging season, he's underperforming his XG, which, um, wow. I, I, I like that's, that's huge. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like, you know, the, the thing where it was like, we, we never really saw our best players together outside of like, a game and a half in the world cup because right. Reem and like, we never had that like ball playing center back and MMA and Polisic and Reina and Sargent. Um, I'm interested to see if like, if this team hits like a level that we're not used to, like as American soccer fans, like, like I said, like I, I I'm interested to see like what this looks like against yeah, I mean- Mexico. He averages 0.6 XG per 90 minutes. Like that's at 95th percentile in uh, League League One. So, and that 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 seems good. And 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 I would say that they very famously have a dude who has a very high XG um, playing striker. <laughs> like like France. Like you can say like I don't know how percentiles work with like a limited amount of players, but. That might be second to the dude who's on the cover of the video game. Right. Like how many players is that being compared against? Like not a lot. Right. And like you also have the other dude who's like, you know, the best player of all time. Yeah. And is apparently banished now or something. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I, I do. I like, I, I know that we're here to talk about Balogun, but I do think it's funny that like the two best players of the generation who like, you know, like this one or that one, it's like both of them are going to go out sad in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah, right. What I, although I don't really mind seeing PSGs like whatever crash down around their ears. I'm okay with oh, this. Oh yeah. I yeah. love watching PSG crash by and Ronaldo, Ronaldo whatever, he gets what he gets. 
But I do feel for Messi. Like I don't know. Do you, I'd rather Messi see him go back to like to to Newell's. Like go retire in Argentina. Right? Didn't that Pele need... do that? He went back and played with his like boyhood team at the end. Does Messi need five hundred million dollars? No. Like, what are you going to do? Messi's dad. Messi's dad needs five hundred million dollars. Oh, I think. I think. I, I don't want to assume anything, but the way that Messi's dad, who clearly runs his career, um, yes. has has made certain decisions. I I don't know who he owes money to, but it's somebody who doesn't play. That's my assessment. Yeah, he he's got the way that he's made so many statements about this already. Uh, he clearly has a very strong hand in leading uh, Lionel to where he goes next. <laughs> I forget yeah. the name of the movie, but there's a movie where Owen Wilson owes somebody money and he gets a check and the guy writing it to him says, so do I make this out to the Cuban mafia? Or <laughs> I, I would like. To, I don't know what movie that is, but I would like to see it. It's a quick interjection. How did how does Jokic go for thirty and twenty in a playoff game? Um, uh, because I, I, again, if you would like to get into Balkan mafias, we could have a separate discussion <laughs> of where his father is from. Actually, his father was a cop, which does not. I suppose preclude him from nope, being that, part of the nope. mafia. <laughs> yep, those are not mutually exclusive. Um, yeah. What um, a baller! What a what a weird in the in the era of like hyper athleticism. Like this is the dude who dominates. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where it's like I I think that like in a lot of sports and and obviously like as an American I would say this like you look for like, who's the most like athletically insane person, but like the best player in every sport of all time outside of basketball is like always sort of like not that athletic. Like Jerry Rice wasn't faster or stronger than anybody. He just like ran really, really good routes. Good at the, good at playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Is, Is it a hot take to say like Michael Jordan wasn't like the freakiest athlete ever? He wasn't like John Kemp maniacally competitive. Well, like Michael Jordan, the thing about Michael Jordan is that like, is Michael Jordan demonstrably more athletic than J.R. Smith or Nick? No, Kong? no. Like, I, I, I mean, think, I like, I think LeBron is out in it. He's pretty far yeah. out on the bell curve because right. he's six, nine and like 250, 260, like whatever he is. But like, there's been a hundred players that have came through the league that have been Jordan's size and athleticism. And yeah, I think it, it's been, it was everything between his ears right. that made him an and absolute like, monster. And like Messi, Messi is not like the most athletic soccer player of all time. If you saw Lionel Messi, like walking down the street, you'd be like, little guy, I, I, yeah, accountant. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little guy. Can I give him a, can I, does he want a piece? um so i have a uh i have an open play touches uh, heat map for uh mr balligan um gets a full 18 percent of his touches uh in the like two squares right in front of the goal um so dude hang is is very much like a in the hot areas he seems to like to be on the left side cutting into his right i'm sure he and christian won't you know hit into each other (laughs) Um, we've never had a problem with our striker occupying the spaces that our wingers want to be in, which is great. <laughs> well, it is encouraging to me that he does so well in a direct system. And at this point, it it sort of feels like the Jesse Marsh thing is a foregone conclusion. I'm I'm shocked they haven't announced it yet. I could be wrong on that, but 
Like Jesse Marsh has had what three actual job offers in actual Premier League, and, and he keeps he, saying no. He keeps saying no. Well, he wants he wanted like guarantees that I don't think they were willing to give. I think the only reason he did that is because he knew that he was going to the U.S. men's national team. And like, yeah, if you give me a three year guarantee to put in my system, cool. In twenty twenty six, I'm out of a job regardless. But like, I don't I don't think he I don't think that he's. That's a tinfoil hat hat statement. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm look, sorry. look, don't get me into conspiracy theories tonight because, oh, it just so happens that the greatest French prospect of all time happens to go to the, the franchise where his boyhood hero and current mentor is in, in uh, employed as a consultant. Yeah, Tony Parker just happened to be next to Victor Wembanyama for the rest of his career. Wow, what a what a great coincidence. Fuck you, Adam Silver. <laughs> Don't forget Boris Diaw. Also Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw, who like talk about like people who don't look athletic but are actually athletic freaks. <laughs> Boris Diaw yeah. has do, do you guys know that story? Like the best Boris Diaw story of all time. Okay. It's so when he's uh, sipping his espresso, yep, right? Yep. So yep. um so he he walks into uh, a gym and they were you know the the like the the vertical um like how you test the vertical is like you hit like yeah, yeah. A whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You so he walks in. looking things. Yeah. Uh, so he walks in, sipping an espresso in slides. And he looks over and he says, what is, I'm not going to attempt to do a French accent here, but he like looks over at that. He's like, what is that? And one of the trainers is like, oh, it measures vertical. And he says, okay. And he puts down his, his espresso and he takes off his slippers and he just like off vert clears it, like just clears it. And he looks at the, the athletic trainer. He's like, that was not hard. And then leaves the gym. Like he had come into the gym, presumably to do something, did that and was like, well, I'm done for the day. Yes. <laughs> um, he, he asked what the record was first too, right? He was like, something what's like the it, record? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, somebody hit the very top. He's like, oh, and then he just casually does it. Uh, and, and Victor Wembenyama just happens to go to the Spurs. How weird. <laughs> so. Uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, more about Fuller and Balogun because it's great and it's awesome. Um, I think that, I think that the coolest part about this is that it, it allows us to do, to be more flexible. So a, a big concern with the 23 man roster, right? Which I think we're going back to, uh, to, to my knowledge, we're going back to 23 man rosters, um, is that you always want, like, you always want as much flexibility as possible. Um, and Josh Sargent is now not a pure nine right? Like we've seen Josh Sargent play across the front line. That's awesome. That's helpful. Um, You know, you can have Jesus Ferreira, if he's still a thing, deputize as an attacking mid. Um, And I think the big thing for a lot of, well, the best part of our team has been the wingers. You got Reyna, Pulisic, you know, Weya, whoever. Um, And I feel like the defense, you know, the opponent could always devote more resources to that because I really that worried about Josh Sargent and Jesus Ferreira. You are not. Eh, you know, it's <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. With, like two years ago when Brashad Perriman was running nine routes, you're like, you know what, Brashad, you can go ahead. It's we're fine. fine. We're it's just going to cool. put us, we're going to put somebody to take a look at you here or there. Now you actually have to pay legitimate attention to the person in the box. And uh, hopefully that frees up, you know, Christian and Gio and Tim and all those guys to, uh, you know, be a bit more threatening. That that's I think you're that's like spot on. That's what I'm most interested in is like how does this 
it's going to be hard because we're going to a totally new coach with assuming in a totally new coach, totally new system. But I'm very curious, like how this will affect like the spacing. Because it, it wasn't like even through qualifying, like this was not a, a roster that generated like tons of high quality chances, which is part of why we'd like pull our hair out when like Ferreira would like scuff like one of the few clear shots on goal from like inside the 18 in front of net. Um, but I do wonder if some of it was just like people knew that we just had these limitations in the middle. You just clogged the wings and like we never played with like a true creative midfielder and you, it, things just kind of took care of themselves. Like if we have a nine who can like not only collect the ball, but like turn a guy and like and 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 progress forward with the dribble, like that completely changes how the center backs have to play. It changes what we have not had a striker that can collect a ball with and beat someone going towards goal, which would then require like a recovery run that cr- creates a vacancy for someone to run into. Like Sargent could collect and lay off. Jesus wasn't beating anyone and neither was Pepe. So like, that's what I'm most curious to see is if like, if, if he, if, if Balogun can eliminate defenders and create channels for people to run into, like that's going to be the most dynamic part of him being on the field that we missed before. Yeah. I mean, I have distinct memories and this is from whatever, 10 years ago now of Josie Altidore beating defenders, like back to um, turning them, getting by them. And all of a sudden he's in on goal or he can cross it to somebody for a good chance. I don't mm-hmm. have one memory of that from any of those strikers you just listed out. Right. Like, I, don't... I kind of vaguely remember like DK turning somebody, but it was at like midfield or something. Yeah. You know I mean, like, um, hey, look. Oh wait, never mind. And he um, had that one crazy game against like Barbados or whoever it was. That... <laughs> right. we, I, I assume we're not a, in, in, including that um, because and you know, Barbados with the little kids <laughs> swinging at you. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we probably are not going to like include that because the quality of opponent is not quite there. Um, if you want to watch games that have quality opponents, both sides, uh, do you know where you can do that? Paramount plus. Everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart stopping, hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but (laughs) they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. So that's not even true. That game was shit today. Yeah, it was. I mean, can you imagine being an AC Milan fan? Like, 
in college football, or let's let's do college basketball. The worst year that I can remember from a rivalry perspective was the year that in, in college basketball, Michigan lost to Michigan State three times when both were like top 10 teams. The last year, the um, 2019 Cassius Winston year. Um, how you doing, Ben? Um, I'm good. That would be actually. Oh, that was fine. We made like the Elite Eight that year, Final Four or something. Uh, State made the Final Four that year. I think Michigan lost in the first round. Really? Something like that. I don't know. We had Anyways. a lot of good years. We had a lot of good years at Beeline. Yeah, it was great. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Bayern Munich uh, employee Cassius Winston. Uh, Cassius Winston starts mm. for Bayern Munich. That's just a fact. And the fact that this is a football football mashup podcast, you might be thinking something differently than I'm saying, but that's not my fault. Um, yes, good wordplay. Good wordplay. You got him. Yeah. Wait, Bayern Munich has a basketball team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're in Euroleague. They're pretty. Like they're okay. They're, you know, see, like, I actually, I actually wish that we did that in America um, because like, wouldn't it make so much more sense to watch the Detroit? I don't know. I guess it would be the Tigers. The Tigers were probably, are the Tigers the oldest team? Yeah. Probably like baseball's the, been around forever. Yeah. I, I, it's either the Tigers or the Red Wings because the Red Wings were around in the twenties, but the yeah, Tigers would have been the, around well, well like the 18, yeah. 1890s or something like that. Like, imagine if all of it was like Detroit Tigers Sports Club, right? Mm-hmm. And so in, instead of us being like having to be like, yeah, the Red Wings suck and the Pistons suck and the Tigers suck and the Lions probably suck, we can just be like, no, no, the entire club is in shambles. In that like book across- that I have never gotten around to sending you, Kevin, it talks about how uh, Johan Cruyff uh, would consistently have conversations with the handball coach at Barcelona because nice. they apparently have a handball team. Um, yeah, and, like, they do. They would like swap like strategies or something somehow. Uh, I'm 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 not kidding here. When I I said um, on Saturday, a buddy of mine came over. We were just like sitting in the backyard, and I was reading uh, Net Gains, um, which I fi- I just finished, um, which is pretty good. You guys should read it. Um, but he was like, "Why do you read about soccer so much?" And I was like, "Because soccer is how I learn things about basketball. Because when you're only learning about your own thing, there's a lot of accepted wisdom." Like I was thinking to myself, like, what if we just like crossed the ball to like eight to 10 feet away from the basket and then just immediately knew that you were going to pass the ball elsewhere in basketball. That doesn't make sense. What I just said is like a dumb way of playing, but I was like, I I don't know, maybe that could work. Maybe like if you just constantly get the ball to no man's land, people will freak out like they do in soccer. Like when, when the, the corridor ball goes, of uncertainty, basketball version. Yeah. Like it's like the ball should not be there. Why is the ball there? Oh dear God. Oh dear God. Like, I wonder if that would work in basketball. Um, but like, I, like, I think that like, you know how like, like uh, D'Antonio and Izzo used to just like chat all the time because Izzo's a much bigger football fan than he is basketball fan. Um, like, I think that there's value in that. And maybe like, you know, I don't know. Can you, can, I, I'm just saying that I think it would be very funny to watch in retrospect Sparky Anderson and Scotty Bowman go drink for drink. Like, I think that that would have been funny. Like you just, I watched you that be, reality show. Yeah. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember what the point was when you started this rant? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm hoping AC I get Milan. somewhere. I AC the tagline oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. AC Milan. <laughs> AC Milan has lost four straight games to enter and haven't scored a goal in any of those games. Oh, for this year. <laughs> like, oh, for four. <laughs> Like lost two zero three zero one zero one zero, um, and I'm trying to think of a worse possible outcome in like an intercity interstate rivalry when conceivably AC Milan is good, 
right? Like, like yeah. there are situations where it's like, oh yeah, well we fucking sucked that year. Like, the, like under Brian Ellerby, like nobody was super pissed that Izzo was kicking the shit out of Michigan. It, it would the closest have thing would be like, the, yeah. I mean, the Clippers, the Clippers need to be, like when they were trying to get up out of the uh, basement and then the Lakers kept smacking them back down. That's like the closest thing I can think of. Like the, it wasn't an impossibility. Like this year you have undefeated Michigan and undefeated Ohio state play the final game of the year. One wins goes on, wins the conference championship. The other one like backs into like the college football playoff. Then like, they play each other again in the final somehow, and like the same team loses again. Like that would be like, you imagine if Michigan lost to Ohio State like twice in a year. That would have um, got Ryan Day fired, I think. Had that, had, had that yeah. happened this year, had they back, backed in, like you can only lose so many times in a row to Michigan, and I, th- I think it might be three. Yeah, um, three strikes, he's gone. And like, I, 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 and it's so it's so messed up because like ordinarily a three and like let's just say he's three and three after six years like most of the time like 30 years ago we would have been fine with that but michigan was down for so long that like you win it's, 16 in a row or john, something and john cooper i think what, like what in the, what is going on i think john cooper was able to lose 12 times in 14 <laughs> games against michigan before they fired him now had they fired him earlier and had they gotten the coach that they got immediately after him would they have been better off who's to say Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor can tell you that they would have been better off. Man, yes. Coaches are such a big deal in college. Well, I mean, I guess all sports, but like, uh, like look. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess not baseball. College sports are unique, though, because of the recruiting aspect. Yeah. Well, that, not that, unique because uh, international well, are uh, not, soccer teams. Not unique, but they can have the greatest impact of like who's actually on the roster of any sport. Like, like pro oh. sports, there's a draft, there's trade, and like it, it's there's a lot more parity just because like money talks, and maybe NIL will get us there one day. But for yeah, the last I mean, like thirty years, like you know, Urban Meyer shows up at, at OSU, and like you know, waves of five stars show up like to play his style. Well, and Ohio State like randomly fell into two like top five coaches in a row, and that you know doesn't happen over that often like Michigan State had like their best period when they you know they had a great coach and I don't want to speak ill of Mr. Tucker but they may not have done it twice in a row um it's just it's hard it's hard to do that I I think the thing is is that like with Michigan's like I think so much of of college sports is just like not bottoming out like if you're good just stay good right like don't Mm -hmm. you're not gonna fire your way from it's like the Steelers model right (laughs) Like you're, you're, you're better off just like staying consistent. And like Michigan state had a plan. There was a really good plan in place. D'Antonio retired at a very specific time for a very specific reason. And then fickle said no. And then (laughs) Michigan state was fucked. (laughs) And then you start doing things like paying $95 million for one season, which is what it was for one win. It it was a, it was, we paid $95 million because Kenneth Walker just like, went berserk yeah he just went like uh, nba twins. jam i'm on fire for a game and mel tucker made a hundred million dollars 95 <laughs> but yes two wins i think that if they hadn't 
beaten Michigan the year before, that also wouldn't have happened. They'd been like, ah, let's see where this goes. He I was 2-0 and against Michigan. I, yeah, yeah, but that was like, that COVID, that was so, like... That was one of my favorite Michigan-Michigan State games of all time. That was, it was the, so was the dumbest game I've ever watched. That was the Ricky, the Ricky White game. Uh, let's call that what it was. The Ricky White game. Uh, I think that he had more yards in that game than the rest of his career combined. Um, it was actually close. It was a phenomenally stupid game that I, I will cherish forever. Um, but anyways, Justin Che is, is not returning, is not being bought by Hoffenheim. I know that that's very sad for everybody. Um, <laughs> that was my main takeaway of this episode. <laughs> he's still yes. a child, right? I, I don't, I can't imagine he's older than 21. Yeah, he's, yeah. Let's see. I think he's like 19 or 20, but yeah. He's 19. Uh, no, he, seriously? Right. So, so he's he's like he reminds me of uh Brandon Craig. So so dear listener, go back and listen to our last episode with uh Justin at Kick Swish, um, where we talked about Brandon Craig and how I feel like he's 25 because <laughs> we've been talking about Brandon Craig for six years now, even though he's 19. So uh what is the biggest hole, the biggest concern in the US lineup now that we have uh Balligan at striker? Is it is it center back? <laughs> think it i mean outside of functional depth of which we have none um right assuming we go four two three one i I think it's left-sided center back right like reem is reem is gonna play the uh copa america i'm i'm like he's trying to assuming he doesn't go off a cliff before 2024 it's 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 like call it 13 months from today okay so i think he's trying to hang on and play that one more big tournament but um you're telling me the Gold Cup isn't a big tournament? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, it, it, come up something clever Mexico, there. But just, yes. Zero shits about the Nations League and Gold Cup. If if Mexico for some reason like wasn't playing in it, I'd be like, who cares? Like right. all that matters is if you beat Mexico. Otherwise, those games are dumb. And I, mean, I think <laughs> if we had like a real coach involved instead of Anthony Hudson, we would be seeing like very light lineups. But since Mr. Hudson is here, he's like. I can call you. I'm calling everybody. Damn it! I am. I am. I am <laughs> getting another job, sir. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. They gave me the numbers. numbers. I'm going to use them. <laughs> I, I I like the idea of of Anthony Hudson, like just sort of like calling in Christian Pulisic for the Gold Cup, and just like <laughs> that interaction where uh, Magadana has to be like, I don't want to play for America right now, man. I need to go find a place to like my career <laughs> i'd like to think anthony hudson is just basically using this as a networking event he's just trying to meet people that are going to have good jobs in the future just like, <laughs> a like series. So chelsea's hiring right like do they need like an assistant to the under 23s i mean i i so yeah. so i i was gonna say like you know he, he's calling in malik tillman just so he can get a job at rangers but i don't know if you guys saw uh malik tillman's assessment of glasgow today uh in an interview uh, so, so he obviously, uh, won the young player of the year, um, award in Scotland. He gets, he gets his, his trophy and the interviewer, uh, says to him, uh, so, you know, you know, like after a number of questions, I don't think this was the first question. Um, but he was like, yo, yeah. Like, how do you like, how did you like your year in Scotland? how did you like Glasgow? And he was just like, it was fine. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, that was it. You're like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> better than it could have been or something man like like i i I, like and like the like one of the captions was like god to appreciate that german bluntness (laughs) (laughs) 
I was thinking about like the, the rosters for this summer and, and the, all the moving parts of like who needs clubs and all this think back to like a few years ago when Serginho Des was this like really hot prospect at Ajax. And it was this like huge deal that he committed to the U S and like he acknowledged in interviews that when he wasn't getting like a good run with, with like young Ajax and like no one in the, the Netherlands youth setup like rated him, like the U S stuck with him and gave him a chance. Like if it wasn't for the United States right now, that guy would not have played like a minute of soccer in the last like, two right. years. <laughs> like, it's kind of like when your school is like the first offer. Like we offered you when you were 16, man. Nobody believed in you back then. Nobody believed uh, in you. Well, <laughs> I mean, Lane Kiffin wants a word. He offered him when he's in eighth grade. As is I'm tradition. Sure, I'm sure Dust is angle. He wants to play every minute of these tournaments because like yeah. he, he needs uh, to – so he needs a showcase. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, is I assume more or less going to like Frankfurt or something? I thought I saw that. I saw uh, Onion Berlin. Yeah, yeah, one of the, yeah. One of the off-brand German teams. Yeah, like one of the ones <laughs> that are in like seventh all the time. Please don't at me, German Twitter. I can't read it and I, I don't feel like Seems it. Seems angry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually I actually think Dest is only going to be here for Nations League, right? Like, uh, he's probably like get a preseason although traditionally with dust the longer he's somewhere the worse it gets <laughs> so maybe like showing up september 1st gets us <laughs> through like october yeah. he, he's, he'll, he'll show up late do a bunch of like step over score a few bangers in practice like start right away and then yeah like three weeks later he'll be like on the out somehow well i, I don't <laughs> think it's somehow i think it's dude I think does he's... not play defense yeah he's intimately involved in that decision this is a little too trolly. I don't think I'm really going to do it, but I considered putting together like a U.S. lineup based on accent. Okay. Okay. So like goalkeeper would be New England. Left back is British accent. Right back is Dutch accent. Center mm-hmm. back. Oh, I thought you were going to rank everybody's accents. Oh, no ranking. Just like. No. Yeah. Uh, so hold on. So right center back would be British. Yeah. American British. <laughs> are we talking are CCV? You- Oh, I was thinking. Sorry, I was thinking left center back. Reem does Reem has Reem uh, like he's picked been anything there up so yet? long, dude. He's from Missouri. I don't know if that I, I haven't heard him talk before, but my, hey, man, okay. Madonna from, was from, from Michigan there. and she picked one up. Oh, she yeah. doesn't count. Reem Reem is. I think Reem spent more time in in England than he has anywhere else. In All right, or we can give him Midwest accent. I guess I'll right? take it. How, how would you classify Musa? Metro- My- metropolitan accent a cosmopolitan I, yeah. <laughs> I listen to him worldly, dude. i can't yeah you are you are a worldly human being dude oh <laughs> I, he sounds I, more english to me than anything if i had to pick something but well, not- like is his english probably would be english accented right um, I was watching a show with my wife, a, a reality show, and uh, like a like my a match- wife, my wife, uh, my wife. Um, it was like a matchmaking show, which are like very popular on Netflix these days. Anyways, um, there was a guy, uh, like one of like the contestants, and and we spent a good fifteen minutes trying to figure out where he was from, and we couldn't do it. It was it was the most bizarre experience. I, I don't know if you guys have ever done this of like trying to figure out someone's accent. Um but you have no basis for it. And, uh, um, and what, what, what we came to was, uh, he, he was like someone who like was from somewhere, but spent their summer somewhere else. Um, I'm terrible with accents. That's I, cheating. I had a, a, a coworker who 
he sat in the New York office and I just thought that he had like this weird like New York New York borough accent. And then like it came to find out that he was like French. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, dude. He's from France. That's why he sounds like that. I'm like, I don't know. I just thought he was like from New York. I went to okay, college buddy. with a kid from the Netherlands. And like girls liked him because he had a whatever. And I'm like, dude, it's just broken English. Like he doesn't <laughs> speak it well. Like how is this working for you? Uh, I, I would say that that's unfamiliar to me, but um, I've been on birthright with people hanging out with Israelis with really bad American accents. And you're just like, ah, okay, good. You don't really speak English all that well. It's great. In this specific scenario, the guy was also 5'8", which pissed me off, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you <laughs> I need to meet some of you guys. I need to meet you guys in real life at some point. I'm six one. Like, no. He's five seven. All right. <laughs> uh, Kevin's That's six. Four. Correct. I, like I assumed Kevin was big since his brother was like a college football player. Yes. I, I assumed you're all large. Um. Yes. Uh. So, anyways, um, I, I guess this is the last episode before the U20 World Cup. Is that? Do I have that right? When does yeah. when, when does the U20 World Cup start? On the twentieth, uh, for the U.S. Anyways. And what's it what's it on? Am I pirating it or am I recording it? Uh we never pirate anything, but um we commandeer it. We I think it's uh, TDN. Telemundo. Telemundo. Fought Mob has them on Telemundo and then Fox Soccer Plus. So yeah. Telemundo. Or, you I know, know. Um Privateer. Is Telemundo on YouTube TV? I don't know. It comes in like Spanish channels come and go on YouTube. Yeah, it's That's like true. like it's seemingly at random. Um, you, have, you have to like go to the like customize and like re-add them sometimes. Right. It's, it's it's tricky. I don't know. But the menus in Spanish, so like I don't know if you really understand it or. Um. So right, well, as of right now, I have Telemundo Denver, so we're good to go, baby. Is that is that uh, YouTube TV? YouTube TV and it Excellent. claims that it's live. So I think I think we got it. Right. You have a voice remote, just yell football at it until it turns it on. Yeah. Is that is that usually how you turn things on? Yeah. Okay, that works. Um <laughs> Ben's last message in the chat. <laughs> um, um so I, I uh in terms of the, the U twenty World Cup. Um, we obviously previewed uh, the roster a little bit last week. Obviously, everybody here has listened to that. If you haven't, go back. Um, but for you guys, and, and for the purposes of what we're doing here, um, who is there any anything or anybody who you're particularly excited to watch, or are you just hoping that we don't embarrass ourselves? Option two. That's good. Cool. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry, I, who is coaching the U twenty World the U twenty team? Mikey Varas. Oh, I knew that. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so, uh, also of note, um, I don't know if you guys remember that time when Cade Cowell decided to try to fight an entire team, um, but he's suspended for the first game still. Excellent. (laughs) Pukskas get released? Only for the knockouts. That's okay, because I've been, I keep seeing highlights of him popping up in my feed, um, assisting and just generally seemingly playing well for... Uh, hey Duke, yeah, Isaac? it's like some Serbian team. Hey Duke, yeah. split or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a big Obed <laughs> Vargas sucker, so like I, I, I really want to see him do well. 
Um, also, also Kevin Paredes um, will show up mm. for the knockouts. Um, I assume he'll come off the bench and play in every game because that seems to be his cadence. There's nothing. The, the the German league ends a week or two before the Prem, right? I believe it ends this weekend, but okay. they they're in like the German final or something. I don't know. They're in something. I'm I'm looking at the roster right now, and I, are we only bringing one striker to this tournament? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure are. Unless you view Kate Powell as a striker, which I would like him to be, but I I guess, but. I feel like I, I can. I all of my Kate Powell like highlight memories are of him playing on the left, cutting inside to the right. Yeah, that is what no. he does. Yeah. So we're. I mean, it, it's basically in, in Darren Yappy we trust. Uh, it's in Darren Yappy we trust, and if not, then I guess maybe Quinn Sullivan as a false nine. I, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is then all of a sudden we're doing some goofball crap. Somebody's got to score seven goals, or and it's CG. hard to play as a false nine when then you only have two wingers. Are you never gonna like? I don't. I don't know. This is a bizarro. I think. Roster. I think um, Caleb Wiley is is wrongly listed. I think that Caleb Wiley is playing winger. I, that, has, I thought that he's been playing though as a fullback for Atlanta. He has, but I mean, I think that given the way that um, fullbacks play for Atlanta traditionally, defense is not like job numero uno. Yeah. So is Apple <laughs> is Apple worried about MLS now that they're like giving it away? Uh well, in my experience, when something goes from costing money to not costing money, it is usually because people are not paying the cost of the money to get the service. I still have not Sometimes. watched one minute of MLS this year. It's crazy. Like there's just nothing. Like I don't it's not on. I it's it's I've watched significantly more Liga Emekis than I have MLS because occasionally I'll sit down after putting my girls to bed and it's on FS2. Like I would frequently watch like the Sunday night 10 o'clock game on yeah. whatever it was on ESPN or Fox or something. And like, there's just nothing. I was really excited about this whole like MLS 360, like whip around show. Oh, we're doing it like one shot, you know, with all these games stacked. And I completely re- I completely reversed my opinion on that and I really missed like the the scatter shot. I'm sure Colleen didn't like it as much, but I loved it. Like Wednesday night games. Oh yes. so good. Uh, games guard. were the best. I would just watch whatever. Speaking of which, uh, I will be going to my first LAFC game tomorrow. Very excited. Hoping yeah, hoping to 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 see some Tim Tillman action. Uh yeah. who we haven't talked about, I think, because we haven't all been together. But Tim Tillman, American. Hooray. Hey, we talked about A. Tillman. Doesn't that meet the quota? There, there's there, every every episode has X number of Tillman we have to mention. The, the main reason that uh, I want... You think you're really funny for that one, don't you? <laughs> I want for I these summer it. tournaments the roster split just so that for like, I don't know, Gold Cup or whatever when we deprioritize, we can just play the LAFC midfield. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I, I I would love a uh, a situation in which we had multiple Tillman, multiple Tillsmen. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Have both the Tillmans get both the the packs, both the Aronsons out there. I, I think that we Pomerle, should. Yeah, alongside Paxton, all the Aronsons, Cade Cowell and Caden Clark. Great. Um, everybody's I, name. Everybody has to either have the first name or last name of somebody else on the team. 
Or, uh, and think... then, like, Aaron Johansson is, like, this weird, like, you know, hybrid. <laughs> like, we're, it, it's, we're, like, flipping the A's and the J's. And, like, we're kind of work. Like, oh. I think name talk means the pot is over, don't you? Uh, traditionally, when we get into into that part of the episode, uh, we, we are done. Do we think that we can... Pulisic. I was going to say, do we get Cameron Harper if we put on Cameron Carter Vickers? Yeah, but... Because uh, Cameron Harper, who you all might remember as like weirdly being signed from, I want to say Orlando to to like some, I, maybe he was Celtic yeah. or something as like a sixteen yeah. year old. Yeah, he's still like not twenty years old, um, and is leading MLS in minutes. Um, really? In one of those things where it's like we should all probably know this as the purveyors of a soccer podcast based in America. I learned that this week. Nice. Uh, yeah. I learned that today. Yeah, yeah just it's now. like he's one and Chris Brady is two. Um, Chris Brady makes sense because yes, he's as a goalkeeper. Right, yeah, he doesn't come off the field. Um, so anyways, uh, last thing I want to touch on here is that it, who, who is everybody's secondary team at the U-20 World Cup? I know everybody cares very deeply about this. Um, do, do you guys have any other rooting interests or, or is it just like, I'm not even watching, I'm, I'm barely going to watch America's games. Did Ireland make it? Uh, I'm, I have soft spot for Ireland. Let's see. Um, Did Ireland make no. it? Did Bulgaria I make it? Bringing us up, but no. continue this bit. Uh, uh, Bulgaria did not make it. Ireland did not make it. Uh, oh, well. That's a shame. Israel did. Israel Yay. did make it. Yeah, they hey. did. Uh, and we are, we are very excited. Um, they are, uh, unfortunately, uh, in a group with Colombia, who I assume is better than them at soccer. Japan, who I'm very much assuming is better than them at soccer. And Senegal, who, again, I am going to assume is better than them at soccer. Should I make the old, like, because they're all 28 joke, or are we letting that go now? It, look, it's assumed. I don't think we need to say it. Now, <laughs> that was What was it? There was Nigeria or somebody that used to do that all the time. Uh, yes, they are also here in a group with uh, Brazil, Italy, and the Dominican Republic. That's I'm rough just- there, Dominican. Yeah, I've determined who I'm going to stand yeah. for this tournament. Other than the U.S., it will be Uzbekistan. Uh, Ooh. Uzbekistan. Um, Uzbeks. Uh, Uzbekistan. We're going to stand the stand countries. The boo- Way to go. Uzbekistan. They're, I, they're, they're in a very... Two, isn't it two teams advance and then like two third place teams do? Yeah. I mean, oh, Uz- the, the Uzbeks are in a group out. with Argentina, who we assume will stomp. But otherwise, it's Guatemala. Argentina didn't qualify for this tournament. That's a good point. <laughs> Argentina, Argentina might Argentina. suck. <laughs> I guess, and who's they on? might. I lo- look, I don't know, but they might suck. Who's on this roster? Uh, nobody that I, I, I guess Julian Alvarez might like qualify. <laughs> I doubt he's here, but I don't that, think he's like, playing with them. Uh, Garnacho, I believe, is the biggest name. Nice. Um, the kid from uh, Man United. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Who is that, that kid who plays for... Is he on the U.S. roster? There's that... Kramoski, no. Is is he on neither roster? He is on neither roster. He's just still hanging out in Miami? He's he's in, he's in 05. So, like, he'd be Wouldn't playing cycle up. Oh, he's that young, so yeah, okay. yeah, he's still pretty. Young. He's been getting minutes. Um, yeah, he's he's like maybe good. Um, he's very high ceiling. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, 
Yeah, I think I think as we start talking about people who are not even on any roster at the U20 <laughs> World Cup, I think that's probably that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so games, um, we will be back to review the first two games um, after. Uh, so the second game, I believe, is on the 22nd, um, which is Monday. So we'll we'll review or maybe, no, the second game is on the 23rd. Great. We'll review that right after it happens. Um, and then, uh, as things go, we will, uh, we will be with you. If you want like game to game recaps, there's another podcast that will do that for you. They're very good. I like them a lot. I listen to them. It probably is not going to be us. Um, unless Garrett wants to do it, we should talk to him. He's enjoying his time off right now. Yeah, that's true. He, he deserves it. He works hard. Um, if you'd like to find, uh, Kevin on the internet, you can find him at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski on Twitter. Um, do you have blue sky yet? Do I have Blue Sky? What is Blue Sky? He does not have a Blue Sky account. Do you have a Mastodon account? Oh, I think I've heard of Mastodon. They're like Twitter replacements, right? <laughs> what? What is this old man corner? Yes, this is the old man corner. Um, but if you want to find him where he really lives, it's Reddit somewhere. None of you have found him yet. Please find him. Um, Alex, <laughs> I'm not hard to find. I'm, I, I, my, my viewpoints are well known, and, and I and I hammer them home on soccer <laughs> subreddits all across the Concacaf region. Uh, if you would like to. F- <laughs> Guatemala, Guatemalan football threat. <laughs> There's not a lot of Guatemalan fans on Reddit of the Guatemalan local league. Uh, so, so um, Tev is not. You cannot find him at under uh, user Quitkowski on Reddit because that person is very, very active in local Raleigh, North Carolina politics. Um, so I don't know who that is, but it's not Kevin. Um, no. You can find my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 uh, You can find me. Uh, I'm usually the guy be- behind the main account, TLS TDS. Um, I have my own account, Diamond Esquires. I'm never there. Um, we are going to get our Instagram up and running just as soon as I remind you that uh, you can find Ben at BLHerald or Halfspaces.com. He didn't drop off because it's after midnight where he's from. Um, he's still with us. He's just not speaking right now. Um, he's Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Dude. I, I think that we start the Instagram account on June 4th, Asa. So you're going to go to the LAFC Leon second leg. When just like MLS randomly win, pop up with it. <laughs> when, when MLS wins their second straight CONCACAF cha- Champions League title. And you can like post it to the story. It'd be a beautiful first little uh, ditty. We'll, we'll consider it. Um, the uh, Please, uh, you know, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Um I don't know, lottery aficionado, because we're not into it. They are. Touchy Gooner, who's feeling a, light, a might bit touchy right now. Check in on your Arsenal fans. They need you. Um, but obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.